Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. everyone and welcome to the JT show super talk Mississippi start of a new week Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this first Monday of May it is May the third morning uh, Rhino howdy howdy we had a bit of the stormy weather move through yesterday Some surprising storms Jeez, especially up in uh, your hometown area Tupelo. oh yeah there was a tornado that was on the ground I think it's considered a long track tornado. It was on the ground for at least 80 miles. I believe it touched down Good somewhere south of Pontotoc and then made its way across Tupelo and uh, impacted a lot of neighborhoods across the, the all-American city. Jeez. Well, any fatalities? I haven't seen any reports of fatalities, thank goodness, but there were also reports of tornadic activity in Yazoo City. There yeah. was a couple of them in and around Brandon or Byram. There was one in... Calhoun City. I want to say it was like fourteen different tornadic tornadoes that touched down yesterday. Yeah, on what was supposed to be a pretty low risk day. That's what I thought. And then more coming tomorrow. I uh, supposedly it's an elevated threat for a big chunk of the Magnolia State. Looking at tomorrow. Well, like our friend Stephen Gagliano said in our little meeting before the show. It's like severe weather from here to eternity. <laughs> I was actually looking at some historical weather data over the weekend, and I'm not an expert on this. I'm, I'm by no means Mr. Hank Burdine. He, he seems to have just a, a wealth, a plethora of knowledge on this. Yeah. But it seems like historically, unless it's a really bad year for flooding in the Delta or along the Mississippi River, this is the peak of it. This is as bad as it's going to get. Okay. I'm so ready if, for if it to be out of if here. If there's water on property in the Magnolia State, it's supposed to start receding about this time every year. Got you. Well, uh, be gone with you, bad weather. It's May. Well, what's the see. old saying? April showers bring May flowers? Yeah. But it's, I'm t- it's time, right? Get it out of here. You know, they had that Kentucky Derby up there in Kentucky this past weekend. Oh, yeah. And let's see. Who was it that won it? Medina? The winner of the I the actually Medina missed all of it. Medina but Spirit, the 147th running of the Derby. Of course, that kicks off the famous Triple Crown. And it was ridden by jockey John R. Velazquez. 
He is um, hmm, interesting. He came into the race at 12 to 1 odds. So some folks could have made a little dough on that. But the best part, you know, last year it was held like Labor Day, I think, because of COVID. It was all messed up, of course. But they still, despite calls from the wokeness of the left, the, what is uh, what is Senator Kennedy call him? The, uh, I don't remember. He's got some funny name for the woke folks. Somebody in our audience, I'm sure, knows. Anyhow, they wanted the song My Old Kentucky Home. It's been played at the race since 1921. Since 1920, every year since. They wanted it gone. It came under fire. And this is what uh, some said, according to Newsweek. Quote, while some people considered the song to be a powerful condemnation of slavery, others have a problem with its original title and lyrics and the context in which it has been performed, including at minstrel shows. It's more of that contextualization stuff. So the Derby said, be gone with you, you woke pests, you. We're playing it. Good for them. Just another, I tell you, there's more and more examples, folks, of people saying, be gone with this nuttiness and uh, this, this crazy wokeness junk. <laughs> As James Carville says, all them woke people, they need, they need to go back to sleep. <laughs> but pushing back, good. Good for them. It's crazy. It's a song. And now you know who the latest target is, don't you? Who's that? Disney, Snow White. They're all mad because Disneyland out there in California, they revamped the Snow White ride, and they added the Prince. I had no idea Snow White had a ride. Yeah, there's a Snow White ride. There's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Disney World, but there's a Snow White ride out in Disneyland. In my 35 and a half years, the closest I've gotten to Disney was the Wide World of Sports. <laughs> I've been to Universal several times, just okay. never went to the House of Mouse. Well, you, you got to go. I, I've know, heard it's magical. It's, it's it Apparently is. it's magical enough to make grown men break down and cry when they get to go back. Cause well, I've never cried. There were videos of, of grown men crying on their way into Disneyland, crying <laughs> into their mask. <laughs> they were finally getting to go back to Disneyland. <laughs> I've been to both, and I can't say like I, I can't say I cried, but I, it is magical. I do enjoy it, my family and I, and I just overlook all the crap, and that's kind of what you have to do. But anyhow, you know the film Snow White, produced, released 1937, and they're mad. The woke mob is mad. The Wokotopians, they're mad. The Wokarati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're mad because they've now included that climactic moment where the prince awakens the sleeping princess with a kiss. It's the harmless kiss. Well, some women's, the feminist folks are saying, haven't we already agreed that consent 
in early Disney movies is a major issue. Now, let me tell you, folks, have you seen any video of, say, conservative journalists or activists who go to college campuses that are especially liberal and they interview some of the wokeotopians there? Have you noticed the profanity in their language? It's every other word is in a, from females. Now, maybe I'm old school. I'm not a prude. It's just inappropriate. But yet, these are the same people, the same people that are denouncing the prince with an innocuous tap of a kiss on the sleeping princess, which is, you got to believe, has given joy to countless tens of millions. They hate fun. They hate joy. They hate happiness. You've got to be mad. You've got to be downtrodden. You've got to be depressed. You've got to be pessimistic. We can't have any of that happiness. You can't do that. Well, just imagine the Disney movie that they want. The strong, independent princess is there, not needing to be saved, and the prince rides up on his horse, and the music swells, and he looks in her eyes and goes, Do I have your permission to kiss you? And then the music swells, and they make out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the romantic movie that they're wanting. And they exchange F-bombs. Well, yeah. Back and forth. Right. Obviously. It, I'm, I'm serious about this now, and I'm, I'm going to say again, okay, I'm old school. I don't mind admitting that. I don't think it's appropriate. I, you go look, what's the girl's name, Kate Bennett, I think, Caitlin, who is all over uh, social media. She's a young lady that uh, goes around college campuses primarily and interviews. She's the one that's got the really long, curly hair. And she's got a black guy that typically accompanies her that's also a conservative. And he's he's got a MAGA she's hat. She's known to the liberals as the Kent State gun girl. That's right. The Kent. You went to Kent. <laughs> well, go look at some of those videos when she's interviewing those people. We can't play them here. I tried to find some, some uh, sound bites we could play on the air. And it's the females, primarily. Am I missing something here? Am I just being wrong, prude? intolerant. These are the same people that are mad because of this innocuous cartoon. When a young man kisses a young lady, just taps her kinda, sorta. I mean, it's not like it's this porno or anything. Are we going to outlaw the French? Because I'm pretty sure they greet with kisses. That's true. Yeah, Dean and Pearl says Senator Kennedy calls them the woke aristas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why do y'all keep using the word woke, Vicky and Clarksdale? Because it's become very mainstream in our nomenclature. That's how they refer to themselves. It describes that movement. That's why. We got a break right here. When we come back, we've got former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst joining us. Stay with us.
The Wall Street Journal reports a 15-year high in the investment you've made in your home. The real estate market is nothing short of amazing. My friend Lee Garland will attest to that across the entire Capital City metro area. But if you sell your home, the demand is red hot. For the seller, the need for good homes is incredible. They're selling fast and many times over list. For the buyer, interest rates right now are low, meaning you get more for the money. Lee Garland's customer satisfaction feedback is most impressive. Take, for instance, Rachel. She listed her home, got little or no results. Then Rachel took our advice and called the Lee Garland team, and the difference was like night and day. Lee immediately put his superior marketing strategy in action. In just four days, Rachel's home and Brandon sold for 21000 over the previous agent's list price. That's why Lee can guarantee an offer on your home within seven days. Gallo reminding you to call Lee Garland Group, EXP Realty at 601-983-1130, or go to LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi on this Monday. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, our good friend, former U.S. attorney, Mr. Mike Hurst. Morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. Great to see you again. Good to be here. Uh, yeah, man. So lots to talk about. You know, it just seems like we're going to see more and more squabbles end up in the Supreme Court of the United States, but in particular one that caught our eye that uh, I touched on a bit last week during the show was this concealed carry matter out of the state of New York. That's right, yeah. And I don't necessarily think a lot of these things ended up in front of the Supreme Court right now is such a bad idea with with a lot of these states in the East Coast, the West Coast, um, Washington, D.C. A lot of these individuals, the power is getting to their head, and they're trying to, I don't know whether act like or just completely disregard constitutional rights that are written and sitting right in front of them they can read. I mean, this is, this is a classic example. New York bans the open carry of firearms, but they also effectively ban the concealed carry of firearms, too. And that's what this case the Supreme Court agreed to take up next week. Um, You have to show, quote, proper cause in New York to be able to get a license to carry a firearm. And basically what proper cause means, according to the case law in New York, is you have to show a special need. So basically what has happened in New York, individuals who show a special need can get a license, and those who don't show a quote-unquote special, special need. need. And basically what it, it results in is is some citizens are favored and some citizens are not. And that's not the way the Second Amendment was written. The Second Amendment says the people, right, which includes all the people. And that's what the Supreme Court's precedent in Heller back in 2008 says. That's what their precedent in McDonald in 2010, applying it to the states. I'm excited that this case was taken up by the Supreme Court because I think we're going to get some real good, positive clarity as to the definition and expansion of the Second Amendment and our right to bear arms. Well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Mike, the, the plaintiffs here, their charge is that the granting of a concealed carry permit was more arbitrary and really not rooted or grounded in any sort of, I guess, reasonable qualifications or criteria. It was just sort of, well, we see, we think that person's okay, but that person's not. That's that's exactly right. It's so arbitrary, and that's that's specifically in, one of the arguments in this case is whether. The original decision in Heller back in 2008, the Supreme Court said, you know, the Second Amendment is a an individual right. It's not a well-regulated militia. It is an individual right to okay. keep and bear arms. Right. And the latter, the bearing of arms, is really the issue with all these courts right now. Um, while most of them will admit under the Supreme Court precedent that we have an individual right to keep arms, what the New York law and what the Second Circuit Federal Court up in New York says basically is the Supreme Court's precedent is only applicable inside our home. (laughs) So think about that for a second, Gerard. They Uh want you to think that your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is limited only inside your home. Can you imagine if someone argued that your First Amendment right of free speech is only limited inside your home. Unbelievable! If your first member right, many ideas, yeah, please. If your first member right to exercise your religion is only oh, limited inside your home, this is incredible. And so I'm excited that you know a number of the Trump appointees on the Supreme Court, uh, Justice Gorsuch, uh, Justice. Um, 
Barrett, a number of these, Kavanaugh, uh, a number of these have expressed expansive and what I would just argue is legitimate readings of the Second Amendment, and that's what I hope happens here. Unbelievable. Bring back some common sense to our Constitution, something based upon the history, something based upon the actual text. I mean, there's a that's a crazy idea. Let's read the text and give the text its true meaning. Well, does it not feel like, and, and it is, I know this may sound uh, like a bit of hyperbole, that there's about half the country... That would just as soon as all that just go away, let's kind of remake it, restart it. That that uh, they always seem to apply the Constitution when it's convenient, such as impeaching the former president. Right. Oh, we're all about the Constitution then. But on matters like this, which really are the essence of the Constitution, which are the rights to the citizens, uh, as enumerated in the uh, first ten amendments, there. Uh, that just seems to be out the window. It, it does. And think about this. The the right to keep and bear arms was put number two in our Bill of for Rights. For a reason. It was put number two. And it, exactly for a reason. The, the, the colonists, the ones who came here from England, had experienced this type of stuff under kings before. They right. tried, you know, King, I think it was King Charles or King James, uh, rounded up their own militias to go out and take arms away from their opponents. You know, even George the Third, when George, you yeah. know, when when the American colonists were here, he was taking people's arms. So this was on the forefront of our founding fathers' uh, views and opinions of what we as Americans should consider rights in America. And it starts with the right to keep and bear arms for self-protection, whether inside or outside the home. Unbelievable. So, do you not feel like we're going to see some other stuff make its way to the Supreme Court? Absolutely. The, the one that that I think it, you just got to believe is brewing eventually is uh what, what we just enacted here in mississippi the fairness act right you, you got to believe because now you got the uh the federal government talking about uh tying some funding certain funding to like critical race theory right. must be implemented in public schools and and then you've got this situation with uh, laws that, like we have in Mississippi, I think now in Florida, Idaho, other states are considering as well, which would restrict at, restrict athletic competition to uh, a student based on their biological gender. Somebody's going to sue. That's going to end up, and we're going to require, we're going to ask the Supreme Court to rule on this. Yeah, I'm afraid it it will get to the Supreme Court, and I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I think the Supreme Court will make the right decision, and I think they'll look at states like Mississippi that has been a leader on this issue because right. again, it just it makes sense. It just makes sense. Um, it, let me let me get back to the gun issue yeah, for one yeah. second. You mentioned you know the federal government giving more money to do this kind of stuff. If you go back and look at uh, then candidate. Biden for president, um, one of his things that he ran on was the federal government giving money to the states to set up licensing programs for firearms. So that okay. means, you know, a state like Mississippi, where we have the state constitutional right to open carry firearms in this state. Right. The federal government under President Joe Biden is going to give the states money to try to change that, to try to put more restrictions mm. on the American people, to try to encourage state and local governments to put more limits on our Second Amendment right to bear arms. And think about that. I mean, our Second Amendment right predated the Constitution. It goes back to that English heritage. We had this right, and all the Constitution did in the Second Amendment was protect that right. And that was the intent of the forefathers, and frankly, 200 years later, that should still be the intent of us, our Supreme Court, our federal government, and our state government. Yeah, you're right about that. It it, it documented it, and it enshrined it, essentially, uh, so that it was well-established. 
But now that's being called into question. And so uh, voter integrity, you know, that's another one. You just got to believe. And so, Mike, what happened to the days when the states could kind of do their own thing, so to speak, and the, the old concept of the Tenth Amendment, if it ain't in here, well, then it's up to the state, right? right? When, so, when was the last time you heard a politician talk about the Tenth Amendment? Never. Uh, exactly. And you're never going to hear it in this On administration. Right. This administration is competing to be the greatest expansion of the federal government that we've ever seen. I mean, the, the model here for President Biden and Vice President Harris is FDR. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It's Lyndon B. Johnson. It's They want to be bigger than those, and we're seeing that with the expansion. I mean, look at the number of executive orders we've had put out in the first, what, 100 most, days? Most ever. Most ever. 42, do, I think. They know that they cannot get this le- left liberal agenda through Congress. Right. With Congress being divided, and so they're going to do all in their power to be tyrannical and do it through the presidency, through one branch of government. And again, I'm excited that we have a Supreme Court now that looks like it's going to actually start following the Constitution as it was written. And, and need to, but uh, speaking of the FDR-esque, <laughs> last week after the speech, the left-wing media was actually saying that. This is so much like FDR. You know, they were in a complimentary way. But I went back and did a little research. FDR spending was 5% of GDP. What Joe Biden is proposing is 27%. He's 5X FDR. And we all know what, what we got saddled with during the FDR regime. And then the LBJ just put that on steroids. But Well, I'm worried about what President Biden's going to do to both of those regimes. I am, too. Can you hang with us? Absolutely. we got a break. We've got Mike Hurst in the studio. Much more to talk about. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, a slight chance of rain with partly sunny conditions, high near 89. Tonight, slight chance of rain, low around 72. Your Tuesday, a possibility of severe weather, showers and thunderstorms, high near 84. For your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 76. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Give your mom sweet satisfaction this Mother's Day with delicious treats from Nandy's Candy. Pick up scrumptious treats like Nandy's assorted chocolates, English toffee, truffles, Nandy's famous pralines, divinity, and even sugar-free chocolates. Place your order online today for chocolate-dipped strawberries and chocolate-dipped baskets at nandyscandy.com. Nandy's Candy in Maywood Mart. Or shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. 
Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there will be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are several reports that a search is underway for a Southern Miss student who possibly drowned near Dolphin Island, Alabama. The 21-year-old man was allegedly last seen by his friend Sunday night on a sandbar. And multiple tornadoes were reported across the state Sunday. Rich Thompson is lead meteorologist with the National Weather Service. We had a series of tornadoes that started near the Mississippi River in that area generally west of Jackson, Mississippi, and continued northeastward. Two hard-hit areas include Calhoun City and Tupelo. We had a storm produce a tornado in parts of Tupelo and resulted in some damage. In Calhoun City, the Sheriff's Department reported that light poles were snapped, there were trees in a few homes and on vehicles, and damage to several businesses. Funnel clouds were also reported in Yazoo City, Byram, and Chula. Damage assessments continue today. I'm Andy Davis. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. 
Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up-to-the-minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more. Welcome back. Good morning, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Mike Hurst is our guest, uh, U.S. former U.S. attorney in the studio. So, Mike, I got a question here on the ceasefire text line from the 662 region. This uh, member of our audience says, follow the Constitution. Let everybody carry their muskets. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's an interesting article uh, or argument, rather. But if if we were to limit the Constitution to what exactly was happening when it was passed, then I guess our that that caller's arguments wouldn't pass muster either because I don't think social media was around when the Constitution was passed, right? Are we going to limit our First Amendment rights of free speech to what was available when the Constitution was passed? Are we going to limit our uh, against unreasonable search and seizures to only what was around when the Constitution was passed? That's ridiculous. Yeah. We're not, we don't do that. And we wouldn't do that with the right to bear arms. Justice Thomas said a few um, months ago that the court has traditionally treated the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms as an as a constitutional orphan, which means the court has traditionally never given the true hmm. meaning and the true power, the true right of the people that we possess under the Second Amendment until today. And so that's what I'm excited about about with this decision. Well, now this is a case that's been... It's been around uh, brewing for a while. It's talking about this New York case and couldn't get any traction in the lower courts at the federal level, right? Right. It was uh, the, the law, as I understand it, has been on the book for almost 100 years. Gee. But it was filed in federal court, I believe, back in 2000. I think the, the, the cert with the Supreme Court was filed back in 2020. But you're right. It has been coming up through the district court and the Second Circuit over the last few years. And, and they're... There are quite a few differences between the states well, with how that's administered. It's, it's differences between the state, and, and what I think one of the reasons I think the Supreme Court took this particular case up was because there's a split amongst the federal circuit courts of appeal. Okay, you know the D.C. Circuit and the Seventh Circuit say you do have a right to bear arms outside of your home for self-protection. Okay. But there's about two or three or four other circuits that disagree with that, and they those cases huh. completely ignored the history and the legal precedent of the Second Amendment to get to those decisions. And that's the only way you can. You you have to ignore our history, our tradition of how we treat and mm. how we have viewed as a nation the right to bear arms in order to limit that right. Well, is is it the ninth? Uh, the, is that, is the, ninth, the ninth just had a recent decision come out on a uh, law in Hawaii where the Ninth Circuit, I know this will shock your readers, <laughs> but the Ninth Circuit upheld a complete prohibition on the open carry of firearms in Hawaii. And the, in that dissent, I, let me just read it if I can. What the, the 
judge in that dissent said, you know, this this holding is as unprecedented as it is extreme. The majority reduces the right to bear arms to a mere ink blot, <laughs> and it undermines not only the Constitution's text but also a half millennium of Anglo-American legal history and the foundational principles of American popular sovereignty itself. Wow! I mean, this is it's it's incredible the the way the contortions on the left and the leftist judges have to do in order to limit constitutional rights that are written right there. I mean, it doesn't get much simpler than the Second Amendment. Right. It's one sentence. It's pretty simple. And yeah, we're having so many problems in the courts with it. you got to believe the drafters knew that, intentionally kept it simple for that reason. Absolutely. So I mean, there would be no ambiguity and no, no misinterpretation. Think of our founding fathers. They were fighting for their freedom. Yeah. Do you think they limited their self-defense to keeping and bearing an arm just in their home? <laughs> if they had That's a crazy. Home. <laughs> if they would have done that, you and I wouldn't be sitting right here very speaking true. in American accents. That's very true. <laughs> You're right about that. I never thought about that. Absolutely. But that's, that's absolutely true. And uh, so well said. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about some of these other matters that I think are ultimately going to find their way. And, and right before we went to break, uh, election integrity and the way that is administered across the state. So there are more states that are looking at implementing uh, provisions and, and statute that is similar to what we just saw enacted in Georgia, which, of course, drew the ire across the country and became front and center for a couple of weeks as a news item and still going on. And, and we have similar uh, laws here in Mississippi. It's just a matter of time, is it not? Um, I mean, it, it would be amazing if these... Um Corporate CEOs, and, and it's not limited to them, but the ones who speak out and make such a fuss, it, it would be amazing if they would just read the law. If right. they would just read right. what was enacted. Which is what Governor Kemp said over and over again. He did. He did. And, you know, it, we're, we're going to expand the right to vote, but also expand the protections of that sacred right to vote. Yeah. And I don't why, – who, who, why, why are people ex- against expanding the right to vote – at the same time, expanding the protection of the right to vote. And we should say it's, it's um, I guess, not so much the right, but just the uh, the convenience uh, of voting. So I think it's probably – and he, so they added more uh, more days. They, they, they lengthened the early voting period. You can vote by mail without a justification or an, an excuse for absence. I don't know that the Constitution, for example, says anything about how convenient you have to make no. the, no, the voting it procedure. It doesn't. And I, I will give a lot of credit to Lieutenant Governor Hoseman. When he was Secretary of State, he did a lot. I mean, I remember vividly him working directly with the Department of Justice when I was still there um, to make sure that the voter ID that was enacted by the legislature would pass constitutional, and more specifically, DOJ scrutiny in order to be effective, and that we're living proof of that today. Unbelievable. Uh, so it, uh, it's just a matter of time, I think. But once again, what bothers me, is I know it does you, is just this federal government overreach and the idea and the concept of the 50 states being uh, laboratories of experiment that just seems to be thrown out the window, and we see more and more intrusion and more and more invasion across the spectrum of life. Where does it end? 
You know, it, it. I think it depends on the next vote. It depends on how we as Americans take up the mantle that was given to us by our forefathers and how we ex- express that right to vote. You know, if we truly believe that the best type of government is the one closest to the citizen, we need to start in our local elections. We need yeah. to start in our state elections. We need to start making it so that those individuals who we are giving power to make sure that they follow that mandate that we are giving them and express our will as people so that the federal government gets that as well. You know, the other thing I think that's going to come up, Mike, that also, of course, would be uh, something, a, a matter of, of interpretation and, and uh, ruling, I think, w- from a constitutional perspective, is surveillance of mm-hmm. Americans. So now there's a report that the Biden administration is considering working with private firms to monitor what they term as, quote, extremist chatter by Americans online. Mm. So Mm. now you heard last week Joe Biden say, well, I think the number one threat to the country, certainly the security of the country, is domestic terrorism. And he points, of course, to uh, the the events on January the 6th as being representative of this just giant movement and and, uh, underswell occurring in the country, which it's not. But so now we're talking about a private company surveilling Americans as a way to sort of subvert uh, the government's right, I guess, uh, to surveil people. Where in the heck's that going to go? This is the Department I, I, of, of yeah, Homeland Security and is just, looking at this. And let me just make sure the listeners know the government does not have a right to surveil right. Americans. I mean, this issue of cybersecurity, this issue of privacy, this issue of search and seizure is going to be one of the, I think, most debated and, frankly, litigated issues in the next 50, 100 years, as it has mm-hmm. been over the last few years. Mm-hmm. But we as Americans, I, I think the number one, one of the top issues that we we as Americans must face is, frankly, apathy. We better wake up. Because this is happening right now, as you said. They're doing this right now. And if we don't wake up and start standing up for our own privacy protections, we don't start standing up for unreasonable, against unreasonable searches and seizures, we're going to wake up one day and we're gonna, not going to we're, – we're not even going to know what the definition of privacy is anymore. And all of those – And we're almost there. Our, our rights clearly enumerated in the Bill of Rights. I mean, there's no question about that. Again, uh, I, I, I give a lot of credence to the numbers in our Bill of Rights, and that's under number five. Right after, you know, free speech, free religion, peace and assemble, right to bear and keep keeping bear arms, not to put, you know, soldiers in our homes. Right, quartering right, soldiers, yeah. The Fourth Amendment – I said five. The yeah, Fourth, Fourth Amendment, Amendment right. is the right against unreasonable searches and seizures. And they're saying that, uh, again, this is a report that was obtained, claims that the private firms they're considering would act as, quote, middlemen to obtain the information, which would consist of broad summaries or analyses of narratives that are emerging on these sites. And what was the what was the original uh, document or the original term that, that they used at the top of that article that they're looking what they're looking for? Uh, the, it's domestic terrorism D- yeah. and the evolution of that. Right, the, but yeah. there was a term that they used to what they're looking Extremist for. Extremist chatter. Extreme. What? What is that? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think that could be defined by some in the current administration as any type of discussions among Republicans. Uh, support Trump. Extremist chatter. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we got to go, but we appreciate you coming in today, Absolutely. Mike. Thanks, Thanks for the time. Lot. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back with the JT Show. Stay with us.
This Mother's Day, make it memorable with a gift of jewelry from DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Whether she's your mom or the mom of your children, don't let May 9th pass without doing something extra special for the one who gives life and makes yours so much better. From simple diamond cross pendants to the larger diamond studs you know she's always wanted, DNS Diamonds has you covered. Through May 8th, you'll find exciting specials throughout the store. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Floodwood, in front of J.C. Penney. Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet. Featuring the most innovative Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, walk-behind mowers, and more. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower store on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Let's make Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call two men in a truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com. This is the opening agri-market report. It's the open of the New York Cotton Exchange. July cotton was down 15 to 87.93. October cotton was up 72 to 87.19. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down three cents to 1531 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down a quarter to 1471 per bushel. July corn was up three and a half to 676 three quarters per bushel. September corn was up a half to 592 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 95 to 115.65. August live cattle was down 77 to 117.85. August feeders down 40 to 146.35. September feeders down 52 to 148.75. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 305 points, 34,181. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. Do you want that dream job? Do you need the right skills and credentials to get there? Did you know more than 2,000 students have taken advantage of the MyBest program for free? Contact your local community college to learn more about the MyBest program. Take charge of your life and make your dreams a reality by attending a Mississippi community college. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. 
reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! Yay! On Super Talk Mississippi. back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino kicking off your week. Great discussion with uh, our friend Mike Hurst. Really appreciate him coming in. Did you see this situation over in Clinton, Mississippi? That's where you live now, right? Oh, yeah. Well, there was, I believe, an 11-year-old. I think I got this right. Who... With a mo- a knife, killed his thirteen year old sibling. Did you have to see that? And I think what was kind of unusual was the statement from a captain over there at the Clinton Police Department. Yeah, eleven year old stabs kills thirteen year old brother in Clinton, Mississippi. On this was on. Uh, Saturday, Uh, says the Clinton Police Department responded to a domestic dispute between two brothers in a quiet Clinton neighborhood. And this statement came from Captain Josh Frazier of the Clinton Police Department. I think it was a common dispute as brothers. I have fought with my brother a lot growing up, as most boys do, and it might have gotten out of hand. Gotten out of hand? That sort of um, sounds awfully close to the reaction we got with the officer who shot a perpetrator who was about to shove a knife, a, a young lady, into another one, right, in Columbus, Ohio, two weeks ago. Outrage from the left, contextualizing, yet hiding the facts, obscuring the facts by saying, oh, it was just a trigger-happy officer that showed up and just put a bullet in We've this. had a whole slew of juvenile-related incidents. What's up with that? I mean, you've had shootings involving teenagers, so, I mean, they yeah. obviously didn't go buy that gun legally. They got it somewhere. You had, was it last week in North mm-hmm. Mississippi? I want to say it was Cenotopia. Where a, I think ten or eleven year old kid tied a extension cord around a dog and lit it on fire. That's Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. There, that's out. There was a lot of outcry about that, but state law says you can't charge a kid that young with anything. Well, that's crazy. And you could say, well, then the parents should have to pay some sort of price. Here's the problem: what parents? Guarantee you. Where are they? And I would argue that many of Biden's plans, uh, the Families Act. How about just families, dude? How about some policy 
or some communication, some encouragement to return to or restore prevalence of the traditional family. Again, not saying that every child that grows up in a single-parent home turns out bad. Absolutely not true. Statistically, though, the probability of a child who is reared in a dysfunctional, non-traditional, fatherless home in particular, it's off the charts, the ratio of those that end up in some sort of trouble as adults or even as juveniles. It's just not, I mean, it's just the math doesn't lie in that case. You never hear anything coming out of the left about that, ever. And if you say anything, you're just bigoted. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with race. But I just can't even comprehend an 11-year-old stabbing their 13-year-old brother. How do you get to be 11? You don't come out of the womb screwed up like that. How do you get to be 11 and, ha- and harbor that kind of hate for your own brother? I can't. I absolutely cannot comprehend it. No more than I could comprehend what was a 16-year-old in Columbus that was about to thrust a knife into a another young lady who was also a teenager. How do you get to that point? I'm I'm unhappy about something. I'm just going to kill the other person. And this police officer in Clinton, oh, just got out of hand. Really? Out of hand? That's how we describe homicide between two brothers who aren't their children. That's out of hand? No, out of hand is when they're incessantly crying in the Walmart. That's out of hand. And you got to pull them aside and say, shut up. This isn't out of hand. This is evil. Mm, unbelievable. Children needs a belt to the behind. Well, who's going to do it? That's on the ceasefire tax line. That's the whole point. That's the problem. It's time for a break. We are at the top of the hour. The news is coming up. we got more talk after this. And don't forget, at 12 o'clock, Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 News. I'm Lillian Wu. U.S. air travel hits a pandemic-era high with over 1.6 million people screened at TSA checkpoints Sunday. There are signs, too, that European travel could soon pick up. The European Union is recommending its 27 member countries relax coronavirus border restrictions. It says travelers should be welcomed back if they've been vaccinated and if their home country has, quote, a good epidemiological situation. An EU official says the U.S. would not currently make the cut, but adds that could change soon. Fox's Simon Owen. The EU's guidance is only guidance. Some European countries are already allowing American visitors. And the Supreme Court declines to take up a challenge to Maryland's ban on bump stocks and other devices which make guns fire faster. America's listening to Fox News. Are you having sewer and drain problems? 
Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And we go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Selling your vehicle, we'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the crisis at the southern border escalates, it's hard to know exactly who's getting into the U.S. Congressman Michael Guest was there recently and told us a lot of these migrants don't have IDs. In talking to law enforcement, they said that they have people. Uh, one man who was later uh, determined to be a 31-year-old individual claiming that he was a, a 17-year-old child. Uh, we're basically left uh, to uh, the honor system of them telling us who they are, how old they are. Our state's population dropped by about 6,000 in the latest census. Dr. John Green, who served as vice chair of the Mississippi Complete Count Committee, explains why these numbers are so important. The main purpose of it is to allocate uh, the seats in the House of Representatives. But then the data, in addition to that, are used for so much more in terms of uh, you know planning, districting, uh, and then also the allocation of, of funding. I'm Kelly Bennett. Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you. But not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. More severe weather is possible starting tomorrow afternoon through tomorrow night. The Mississippi Emergency Management Agency says most of the state has been upgraded to a level 3 enhanced risk with a chance for damaging wind, hail, tornadoes, and flash flooding. New jobs are being created as an engine manufacturing company in Hattiesburg grows. Kohler announced it would expand its current operations, creating 75 new jobs and bring in an additional $6 million in capital investments. Mayor Toby Barker said originally recruited to Hattiesburg more than 20 years ago, it is now the city's second largest manufacturing employer. Congratulations to Mandy Lacey, the principal of Delil Elementary on the coast. She's been named the Administrator of the Year by the Department of Education. Leslie Talley, a second-grade English teacher in Tupelo, was named Teacher of the Year. Both will receive a $5,000 bonus and have an opportunity to share their expertise with other schools across the state. Hello. 
I'm Will Noble from Ward, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. All the folks in the Capital City metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. The JT Show, Hour 2, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. It is a Monday, kicking off a new week. Decent weather today, but looking for some bad stuff moving through the Magnolia State tomorrow. Stay safe, everyone. So this past weekend... I attended a funeral for a good friend of my father, 89 years old, I believe, and uh, lived a very full life. He is uh, an Asian-American, born and raised in the Delta of Mississippi, and uh, went to Mississippi State University, earned uh, an accounting degree there, and has been practicing uh, public accounting ever since. His son, close friend of mine. And uh, his son, also friends with my son, very close. Uh, our family's very close. But um, very interesting, the, always fascinated with the, uh, the Asian culture. One of the unique things uh, in leaving the, uh, the cemetery after the burial was that those who attended are handed on, uh, on their exit a small envelope containing a piece of candy and a quarter. And the idea there is the candy to kind of cleanse your palate and refresh with some sweetness what has been a sad event, and the money just for prosperity and good fortunes. And uh, I'm told i got to go spend that quarter, that the spending it as soon as possible after receiving it kind of maximizes the impact. That's the expectation. So really cool. But it was really neat to see, as is traditional now at funerals, the continuously running presentation of photos, 
of uh, the deceased through their life. But what a full life he lived. And uh, such a, a gracious Christian man who loved his family, all of them, and was just always fun to be around and a big Mississippi State fan. And uh, the one of the first comments made by the uh, the pastor uh, who was doing a little um, a little bit of a presentation about him was that he was sure that he was where it was maroon and white up there in heaven. That's pretty cool and looking down. But um, anyhow, really great eulogy also from his brother who survives him, lives in California, and uh, just did kind of a, a uh, summary of his life. Really cool to hear that. But a person who's lived such a full life, we're so blessed in this country, honestly. And there are just a lot of fine people, and he was one of them. I just want to pass on. It's kind of cool. Today also, uh, digress for a second, May 3rd, 1986, is the day that I officially launched uh, my business. This is when we started, May 3rd, 1986. And it, like you would think, time goes by so fast, as so many uh, are known to say, and certainly that is the case. But 35 years ago, launched the business, 28 years old at the time, and I spent, I know I've talked about it before, but 16 months trying to raise $189,000 of startup capital. <clears throat> One of the first financial institutions I went to responded to my request with, you know, I think people have all the computers they're ever going to need. That was 1986. <laughs> I missed the mark a little bit. That was just kind of a nice way of saying, dude, we ain't loaning you any money. Because we're not sure we're going to get it back. That's <laughs> what he should have said. You're 27 years old. You don't know what in the heck you're doing. And we're not taking any risk on you. You think it's hard to borrow money? You've heard so much, certainly from the left, of tight credit markets. That's clearly not the case now. But there was a time in the, in the the after the, the 2008 uh, time frame when the financial markets melted down. Money was tough. Uh, to get, uh, and new regulations made it even tougher, and banks were much more careful. And, man, back then, coming off the savings and loan crisis of the of the mid-'80s, those of you that are old enough to remember that, there was a giant crash there. Money was very difficult. You, you couldn't get a $100,000 loan for a $150,000 piece of real estate, which is incredibly low risk. Uh, financial institutions love that. But we spent 16 months, and won't get into the details, but it was ultimately a result of my lovely in-laws who were sweet enough to make 19 acres of their land, their life savings. They were not people of any wealth or means, but it it was property that had been passed down for generations, and they were willing to deed that to me to collateralize that loan. And I went back to the bank and stuck that on the table, said, well, this is due, and the eyes got pretty big, and... The rest is history, as they say. I guess they made that $189,000 loan. It was seven years. Paid it off in five. It was that delayed gratification thing, you know. And off to the races we went. We projected 
that we would be able to do $40,000 of revenue in a month. Um, we would be able to ramp up to that. After about six months, and at the time we sold the company in 19, we were doing that every 20 minutes uh, is the way the numbers work out from a business perspective. So I am enormously grateful and blessed to have lived the American dream. That's what it's all about, in my view. 33 years, never an unprofitable quarter, blessed with fabulous team, credible partners, unbelievable family that supported me through that effort uh, were there, and that's what it's all about. And, and look, I'm, I'm just one person. I'm just representative of thousands, millions in this country doing the exact same thing. we got to preserve it. we got to keep it going. That's what bothers me. When I see this intrusion of government and I look at the Biden plans to invade every aspect of our lives, education, business, health care, everything, make us more reliant, more collective, less individual, that bothers me. What I was blessed to do by the grace of God and what others are doing in this country, this is the only place in the world you can do that. We've got to preserve it. We just got to. Like, like Ronald Reagan said, it's not passed down in the bloodstream, freedom. It's not. It's got to be fought and protected. Man, it just seems like we're doing everything to relinquish our, our rights to the government and have them infiltrate more of our lives. It's disturbing. We can't let it happen. Just can't. Can't. It's the last place. So, anyhow, uh, I digress a little bit. Appreciate everybody for indulging me of that. But it, it popped up on my news feed and Facebook in my memories. And, you know, when, when I have uh, sort of celebrated this day as that day. But, man, 28 years old. I was too dumb to understand at that point. <laughs> The risk I was taking, I guess, because it's what we were doing in my in-laws' life savings. Last thing I wanted to do is show up and say, I'm sorry I lost it all. At what point in our American history did that shift away from the young entrepreneur? Because, I mean, there were people of that gener- of your generation, of that age, Doing big things. I mean, Steven Spielberg was what twenty seven when he directed Jaws. Yeah, that's how right. old was Steve Jobs when he started Apple with Wozniak? 20s. In, in his twenties, and, and Wozniak was in his twenties. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they did a little better than me. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. And uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like we're we don't think about that anymore. It's like we're conditioned to not thinking about taking that sort of risk and. You know, here's the deal. When you got the government paying for more and more and more and more of your of your existence and just covering that for you, well, that that tempers it quashes entrepreneurial spirits. I call them the animal spirits. Get the hell out of the way, government. Let the animal spirits unleash. 
That's what makes this country great. See, they're looking at it now, so we got all this great stuff. Let's just spread it around. They're not thinking about the next wave of great stuff. Judas Priest bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back. We've got more talk. Don't forget, coming up at 12, Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Please stay with us. The JT Show continues. in the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance convenience, and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars, where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-11. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Xmark pricing and special Xmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. 
Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi. Appreciate folks uh, indulging my story there. And, I, and look, I I don't tell it. I, I'm not bragging, boasting. And I can tell you, anybody that's been through this, uh, they understand that it's it's really about just getting the message out. And I so I apologize if it sounds that way. That's not my intent. Uh, and honestly, if you if you're familiar with Maslow's famous hierarchy of needs, if you have to brag about stuff like that, you're not in the self-actualized rung of the pyramid. And I tell it because it is representative of the greatness of this country. Now, you know, and I don't want to get political here, but I guess I will a little bit. You think about the people in Washington that honestly are scolding this kind of success. Joe Biden himself. Now, the guy has signed the back of his check his entire damn career. He has never signed the front of a check. You know, I think it was, was it Governor Fordyce, I believe, that said that ought to be a prerequisite for holding public office, that you've made a payroll? I made 770 consecutive semi-monthly payrolls. I'm damn proud of that. Never had an unprofitable quarter in 33 years of operating. I'm proud of that. But I'm also quick to point out, it wasn't me. It was my idea, yes. But it was the team. And by the way, that wasn't by accident. Why did I have a great team? Because we treated them right. It's real simple. We created an environment where they wanted to work. And they exchanged their work product for fair compensation. And it wasn't governed by government. It wasn't dictated by government. No, the market sorted that out. Look at what's happening now. we got government interfering. Who amongst us, including our listeners, hasn't heard the stories of business owners, employers, can't get people to work? Because the government has stepped in and interfered and now, now employers, small businesses in particular, they're competing with the government. So when the government sort of wraps your life with all these benefits, all these programs, the, the incentive to take risk, to go out and do your own thing, because you just wanted more. Now look, that doesn't mean people are bad because they decide not to do that. No. That's, people are just built different. They're wired different. But an example is Elon Musk. Nobody's wired like that guy. Nobody's wired like Steve Jobs, who famously said, you know, people don't know what they need until I tell them. I'm still confused as to why the left is just adamant about Elon Musk being evil, to the point where they're going to have safe spaces for the Saturday Night Live cast to go when they're all in their feelings about having to work with Elon this Saturday. Oh, my gosh. The guy is arguably, the, the right now, certainly, the most prolific inventor on the planet. There's no question about it. Wasn't there a successful SpaceX uh, this just past weekend, right? Yeah, I think they had a rare splashdown at night, and it went without a hitch. Yep. 
So several texts here, and I appreciate it. Light Well and Supply says, always love to hear your success stories, buddy. Appreciate that. What can everyday Joe fight, do to fight for our freedoms? That's also a great question. You know, again, I, I, I think we got to harken back to Ronald Reagan's message, which is you just don't pass this down through the bloodstream. Don't assume that next generations and future generations get it. In fact, I would argue now they don't because we got idiots amongst our, our certainly our educational institutions that are teaching just the opposite. But I'm telling you, and, and again, I'm generalizing. This isn't true of all those who are committed to educating our young people, especially at the college level. But many of them, it's jealousy. It's resentment because they can't do what folks do outside of that bubble, where they have guaranteed tenure. As an entrepreneur's employer, you don't got any rights, baby. Let me just tell you, we talk about the rights of this and the rights of that and, you know, and quotas. There's no such thing. Entrepreneur, it's real simple. You either succeed or you fail. And when you fail, you lose a lot, potentially. It is that what drives entrepreneurs to succeed, to go above and beyond, and in doing so, they create enormous societal value. And that's the way our system is designed. So what you can do, keep passing on this message, this message of freedom and free markets, and overcome this nonsense that this country is just inherently evil and wicked and bad. Horse hockey! This is the greatest country God ever, and he did it. I'm telling you, it was all intentional. We are blessed. We, we are, I believe, a product of God's vision. This is the way it's supposed to be. Does it mean we're perfect? Hell no. Does it mean we've made mistakes? Of course. That was part of God's plan, too. That's why we're here on the earth. And it's a test. Every day is a test. I would say one way the everyday average Joe can benefit society and help their fellow man, their fellow Mississippian, is to shop local. Absolutely. It's a good idea. That's an easy way you can contribute to the forward motion of the state. I agree. And and look, be kind to people. I, I went to a restaurant uh, Friday when I left here to pick up a sandwich. And this, this restaurant's normally just buzzing with help. Yeah, one person taking all the orders, online orders, pickup orders, in the restaurant orders. One person. Normally it's four or five. And one in the back preparing the food. And it's slow. And people are complaining. I'm thanking them. Thank you for coming in and working. Because you could be like your your peers who have elected to stay home. It's not her fault. And it's not the employer's fault. It's not the operator's fault. They want people because there's signs all over the place. Now with QR codes on them where you can scan them to find out more. Stories like yours should be taught in schools around the state, says Gary in the Berg. I appreciate that, Gary. And and prior to COVID, I was um, privileged to address many civic groups across the state the last two or three years telling the story. And um, really, because I, I think it is, in many ways, a reflection and, to some extent, an example, a microcosm 
of entrepreneurship and and how ideas turn into action. But, man, it, it takes a lot. And I will tell you that in that first several years of operating the business, over and over when I thought, that, you know, it looks like this is it. <laughs> I think we're done. And uh, we would just work having any luck from a sales perspective, generating revenue. And I would, I would always kind of – I was always cognizant of the balance sheet. <laughs> my old accounting background, and I knew exactly what I had to have um, in the way of a, an alternative job <laughs> where if I had to go back to the job market to not only take care of my family, but to also uh, cover my obligations in terms of the debt that I had taken out, that $189,000 loan. And I, so I'd sort of liquidate the company in my head, go through a mental exercise, knowing exactly where I was, over and over and over again. But it always something would just come out of nowhere that would, oh, man, new life. You know, here we go. And my wife constantly said, you got a guardian angel looking after you. And I believe that. I honestly do. And we just kept our nose to the grindstone. And, man, we'd get that. We'd act on it. And, you know, it just kept snowballing from there. But so, so fortunate in that respect. Shaq William Biloxi says... You also hire the best qualified candidate, right, every single damn time. Absolutely. And I will tell you, and I've talked about it before, I'm so proud of the diversity in our company. And it wasn't because I set out to build a a staff that was diverse. It worked out that way because they were the most qualified. And because we didn't have any prejudice or preconceived notions about Wait, what a you mean is. hiring based on actual meritocracy and qualifications from a diverse population winds up with a diverse workforce imagine that without stupid government dictates and mandates and countless hours of goofy training we don't need that we got it unbelievable break time here we'll be back if you want to call us 888-808-8637 stick around the jt show continues of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is your truck and Jeep headquarters. Yep, you heard that right. Your truck and Jeep HQ. Whether you're looking for a two-wheel drive, 4x4, or a diesel, come check out our amazing truck selection. Every brand, every size, lifted and customized. We've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, lifted and kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. We're sure to have exactly what you're looking for. Because we are your truck and Jeep HQ. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit's 
specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your truck and Jeep HQ at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See good for details with proof. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As the crisis at the southern border escalates, it's hard to know exactly who's getting into the U.S. Congressman Michael Guest was there recently and told us a lot of these migrants don't have IDs. In talking to law enforcement, they said that they have people. Uh, one man who was later uh, determined to be a 31-year-old individual claiming that he was a, a 17-year-old child. Uh, we're basically left uh, to uh, the honor system of them telling us who they are, how old they are. Our state's population dropped by about 6,000 in the latest census. Dr. John Green, who served as vice chair of the Mississippi Complete Count Committee, explains why these numbers are so important. The main purpose of it is to allocate uh, the seats in the House of Representatives, but then the data, in addition to that, are used for so much more in terms of uh, you know planning, districting, uh, and then also the allocation of, of funding. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day-to-day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. You can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. metal going on today. That would be Iron Maiden. I recognize that. Super Talk Mississippi, the JT show continues. Corey in Cleveland on the C Spire text line, uh, referring to the year that I started uh, my business, 1986. That was the year the Challenger exploded. Indeed it was. Never forget watching that in the third grade. Uh, Interesting, Corey. I, I was actually... At uh, I was actually at a client site when that occurred. John from the web wants to know what was your business. So I was in the IT business, the IT infrastructure business, as it was referred to. Primarily focused on started out in the PC business. You got to remember this was the early days of of PCs when those were kind of complicated to get going, and so we started out as an IBM dealer. One of uh, those in the nation, I think it was 2,000 at the time, across the fruited plain. And then we just evolved through the the uh, evolution of technology with uh, networking, the Internet build-out, Y2K, data centers, built the first commercial data center in the state of Mississippi, 2000, 2001, located in the Jackson State University E-Center. We were delivering cloud services before the term cloud was even invented. We didn't know that's what it was at the time, but uh, we, we understood what we were doing, but that's not what it was referred to. And then uh, got much more sophisticated with really complex um, core uh, server storage, networking infrastructure, primarily uh, to larger enterprises that have had lots of um, users. Those were our customers. And so just kind of evolved uh, through the years doing that. And ultimately sold the company 2019 to a a public company also in our industry uh one of the larger ones in the country and uh didn't really want to but that was part of the situation that occurs with respect to uh our board composition and the acquisitions that I had made somebody also asked I'm I'm going to and I know we got Thomas uh holding on from Greenwood it's cool you had someone to help you do your American dream, but what about the others that don't have help? Just like you said, it's tough to get money to live the American dream when you don't have capital to start with. I would say what's different now that on the ceasefire text line, there is plenty of money. Back then, there wasn't. Really weren't any private equity firms Really weren't that were notable that would certainly dig into that, didn't want any part of the industry. Weren't any cash flow lenders that would do it without uh, collateral uh, so there's plenty 
Uh, if you got an idea, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of money on the sidelines looking for an idea, uh, way more than there was back then. And if you got it, man, they will invest, and you're well on your way. Uh, you'll have to give up ownership for it, or you, you'll have to take on cash flow debt. And by the way, that's the way I scaled my business in doing acquisitions. I raised about $100 million of cash flow debt. And all that really means is that there's no collateral. And so what do you what are the downside in exchange for that? You're paying eleven to twelve percent interest. Most people say eleven to twelve percent. Well you can get that at the bank. No, banks don't loan you a hundred million dollars on air. And we took a hundred million dollars on air. Meaning if we fail, we're bankrupt. I lose everything. That's the deal. So uh, it's a complicated sort of situation, but that is out there and available. All right, Thomas, go ahead. Hey George. I appreciate you taking my call. Mm-hmm. I know we're happy that the Supreme Court has taken up the New York case. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, today they turned down the uh, bump stock ban challenge. And as much as I disagree with the New York law, mm-hmm. it went through the process. It went. It was. It was. You know, introducing the legislature made it through, signed by the governor. It went through the process to become law. The bump stock ban is a lot more dangerous, and it a lot more deserving of the Supreme Court's time than the New York case because it was an arbitrary rule change at the direction of the executive branch. Yeah. They, they, they instructed the ATF to change the definition of machine gun from multiple rounds per function of the trigger to something more akin to possible rate of fire. And it's also what Biden is going to use and what Kamala has promised to mm-hmm. use to outlaw basically all semi-automatic weapons. And I just think it's a farce to claim we have a conservative Supreme Court when they refuse to take up a an abuse of power like this. Because, you know, as much as everybody likes to praise Trump, what he did with the bump stock ban set a, a very dangerous precedent. And I just I, I don't know what the answer is to get the Supreme Court to uh to take this case up or to fight this. I mean it's sort of like the, you know, it, there's no good way to fight their proposed gun control with tying federal funds to, yeah. you know, red flag laws and things like that. I mean, they're not forcing the states to take it, but they're laying that carrot on the table, and I, I really don't know a way to fight it I other than you. the Supreme Court standing up for us and taking these cases on. Why don't you hire a lawyer go file file a lawsuit, try to get it to the Supreme Court? <laughs> well, we've tried. You, you no, but I mean, you personally, year. why haven't you personally done that? Uh, who do you think's paying some of this money that that got uh, Stephen Stambolia to file his suits? I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know anything about it, and I. I don't. I, you know, get, get you a um, uh, get you a three D printer and just make your own stuff. Well, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with, with the Second Amendment as it was written, where okay. shall not be infringed means shall not be infringed. I don't have an issue with it, but the problem is you have a lot of people that. That are they claim to be Republicans that do support gun control? Do you, well, let me ask you this: Do you think the Second Amendment? Do you think that? Um, and we had this discussion with Mike. Should you be able to, let's say, install an ICBM uh, on your property? Sure, why not? Okay, so you could have nuclear warheads. That's okay. <sighs> Shall not be infringed. Well, I mean, I, I, where should you draw the line? I don't know. I'm asking you. Started, <laughs> Start eroding at that. I mean, you end up where we are now. I mean, should you be able to let's just say launch your own satellite and maybe you could invent something that could just you know fire one shot and just 
and just blow the whole world up. Is, should you be able to do that? Well, you're making the the Democrats' arguments for them, George. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm asking a question. I'm not making an argument one way or another. I'm trying to get how you feel. I'm trying to understand. Well, do you think people should have the right to open carry? Open carry? Uh, Yeah, sure. Do you think people should have the right to open carry? Yeah, I do. Is that is that being infringed on? Can you do that, in Mississippi? Uh, you can do it in Mississippi, but you can't do it in California, thanks to everybody's hero Reagan. Okay, but that but that's determined a, at the state level, right? That's determined at the cannot, state level. Yeah, you cannot purchase a machine gun, a usually manufactured machine gun, thanks to Reagan. Thanks to you know. What about like a a, a shoulder um, hoisted nuclear warhead? Well, I mean. You're talking hypotheticals here. Well, I, no, it's not I, hypothetical. I think I think we're within a few years of being literally being able to br- produce these sorts of weapons in your home with a 3D printer. I do believe that. I've argued for a long time that all these gun laws are going to kind of be rendered null and void as the technology well, is introduced that yeah. just makes it possible to produce your own. I'm not afraid of my fellow man like most other people seem to be when it comes to supporting gun control and, okay. and other laws and infringements. So, I mean, sure, go for it. I mean, let people do what they want to do. Have nuclear warheads. You, legis- you, you, cannot, leg- you cannot legislate morality. No, I, I agree. But, you can't. And, you know, all of these things are prefaced with, you know, for the safety or for the welfare of humanity. humanity. So, so I assume then you di- you disagree then. I mean, it's, this doesn't have, has nothing to do with the Constitution. Well, I guess it could be construed as related to the Constitution. So Trump's intent to keep Iran from a, from uh, acquiring nuclear warheads, you disagree with that? We should just leave them alone and let them produce all they want. How do you feel about that? I'm no, no, that's not a Second Amendment issue because that's, that's Iran. What's that? Yeah, I'm I'm more of an isolationist than you, yeah. and our constitution does not grant rights to Iranians. Okay, so right. I, I have no I have I have no no thoughts. Well, I was just that. yeah, I was just asking what your opinion was on that. More than uh, again, I agree with you. That's kind of hard to connect that to the constitution, uh, except in as much that the federal government does have some responsibility. I think you would agree to to defend the nation. They have a right. They have, they have a responsibility to defend the nation, but when it gets into um, imposing sanctions, they kind of lose me there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I got you. A, you do you, we do us, and yeah. everybody be happy. I got you. All right, I appreciate the call, Thomas. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. We got a break coming up. We've got a little bit more talk, and then Mississippi Outdoors Radio will be on the air on the JT Show coming up at noon after the news. Stay with us.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, a slight chance of rain with partly sunny conditions, high near 89. Tonight, slight chance of rain, low around 72. Your Tuesday, a possibility of severe weather, showers and thunderstorms, high near 84. For your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 76. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Give your mom sweet satisfaction this Mother's Day with delicious treats from Nandy's Candy. Pick up scrumptious treats like Nandy's assorted chocolates, English toffee, truffles, Nandy's famous pralines, divinity, and even sugar-free chocolates. Place your order online today for chocolate dipped strawberries and chocolate dip baskets at nandyscandy.com Nandy's Candy and Maywood Mart or shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. President Joe Biden's plans to raise capital gains and estate taxes would raise taxes on farmers and ranchers despite the Biden administration's statements that farms and family businesses would be exempt from some of the provisions that according to American Farm Bureau Federation tax specialist Pat Wolf, Farm Bureau Senior Director for Congressional Relations. Capital gains tax proposal to eliminate stepped-up basis on the inheritance of assets, including farmland, would require the payment of capital gains taxes upon death unless the property is given to charity. This is a new and second tax of death, according to Wolf. While the estate tax exemption of a little over $11 million per person exemption for capital gains tax would remain, there would be the capital gains tax for over $1 million per person. If that proposal will be implemented, many farms and ranches that are currently exempt from the estate tax will be subject to the capital gains tax. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost, on-the-job training, and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on highbid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. Highbid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D dot com. And find what you're looking for today. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Let me. I got you. Uh, let's see. This on the ceasefire text line. I believe the shoulder hoisted weapons or a missile should fall under a different category, not a firearm, but a destructive device as the ATF would consider. That would put legal obligations in yearly audits of the weapons of the registered person. The only reason I say that is because I know of persons that deal with that every year. And he has no problem with the ATF man coming. He has everything in order, just as the Fed requires for the pieces they call destructive device. Just my thoughts. Interesting. Appreciate that insight. Wasn't aware of that. And I know it sounds uh, hyperbolic on my part and over the top. My only point and the reason I did that is because it's, it's drawing lines. And these lines are difficult to draw. You can still totally support the Second Amendment as enumerated, which I completely, totally do. Got a house full of guns. And uh, and also support, I guess, some degree of just practicality. I don't think it's practical for people to have nuclear warheads. And while I agree with Thomas, I'd love to trust everybody, and I generally do. I also know that, as my dad used to say, nice guys come in third place. That usually means you die. So I mean, there's again, it's it's a fine line there, and what I have said many times on this show, and will continue to say, technology is pushing the en- envelope on all of this. It and yeah, I know today you can't buy a three D printer, somebody said, and have it enrich uranium, but it is also true that the web, in particular the dark web, is loaded with everything you need to know to produce a nuclear bomb. The problem is getting a hold of the material. Now, should we just say, hey, let's just make enriched uranium, sell it down there at the feed store? I don't know. It's complicated. That's the point. Is so. Get a bag of corn, a couple bags of wheat, and <laughs> uh, give me that 20-pound cake of yellow uranium over there. That looks like a good one. It, so it's just complicated, It's and it's, it's a challenge. I... I don't know. These are difficult situations. What bothers me is the left's goal of confiscating all firearms. I mean, I do think there are people in the left, uh, on the left in government. That's what they want. They don't want limits. They want confiscation. Totally. They just as soon see the Second Amendment go out the window. They're for that. Just gets complicated. Um. Yeah, the future described of one of the video game series Metal Gear, Rob from Pontotop. Yeah, it could be. 
Uh, William says, it's only over the top until it happens. I agree. And so uh, to, today's hyperbole is tomorrow's reality, folks. I'm telling you. And the idea that you're going to have this issue, I've said this a million times, with 3D printing becoming more affordable, more sophisticated. More capable. More, exactly. I mean, when it started off, it was plastic filaments. Exactly. Now you got entire 3D printed houses where the, the giant 3D printer is using concrete. Correct. So producing a firearm, all sorts of categories of firearm, it's not far off. So what makes that possible? Software, bits and bytes. So now you got, you see how complex that gets first in securing it and then in regulating it, adjudicating it. It's complicated. Imagine getting in front of our Congress and talking about 3D printing. They're already glossed over when Zuckerberg tries to explain how Facebook makes money. We're not that far removed from a series of tubes True, being used to describe the Internet. That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. I don't know about you, but that's about just about the worst possible description for the Internet. A series of tubes. tubes. <laughs> well, those of us from my generation do remember televisions being constructed of a series of tubes. And when your television went on the fritz, you'd call a television repairman who would come out, and he would have this giant box full of tubes and keep... <laughs> <laughs> trying them out until one of them fixed it. Wow. Until the Supreme Court overturns the bump stock ban, that's the route the left will use to ban and confiscate it. Guess who that's from? Our friend Thomas from Greenwood. I don't know, maybe I would Thomas. say the best bet for anybody to get the bump stock ban in front of the Supreme Court is to bring up the fact that handicapped people can fire firearms with the use of the bump stock. Paul from Starville says, I got 45 different guns and about forty to 50,000 runs, and I'm scared I don't have enough. Might buy more rounds. Rounds, he means. I'm sorry. You could be right. We got Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up after the break. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden looking to rally support for his spending bills today in Virginia. The twin proposals could cost as much as $4 trillion. Appearing on Fox News Live, Democratic Senator Bob Casey said he supports raising the corporate tax rate to 28%. Republican Senator Tim Scott told CBS's Face the Nation. You cannot compete in a global competition with higher taxes. President Biden will also promote his proposals in Louisiana this week. Fox's Rachel Sutherland and a boxer in Puerto Rico is held without bail charged in the death of his lover. Felix Verdejo is facing federal charges, including intentionally killing an unborn child stemming from the disappearance of his companion, Kishla Rodriguez. The 27-year-old Rodriguez was reported missing in Puerto Rico last week after not showing up for work. Her body found in a lagoon Sunday. Fox's Matt Napolitano. America's listening to Fox News.
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Telemedicine has given health care providers in our state another option for patient care, especially during the pandemic. House Speaker Philip Gunn expects the legislature to continue to support measures to expand access. Yeah, I think it's a great technology. I think it's a great way to provide services. And uh, we've been looking for ways to expand that for many, many years and have actually done that in recent years, passed bills to do that. So, yeah, we're all about doing that and uh, trying to find ways to make make it more accessible to the people who don't necessarily have it in the different regions of the state. The Department of Health is launching a new resource to help vaccinate homebound Mississippians. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs. We will get to every homebound person who wants to be vaccinated. So if you know somebody who wants to get vaccinated and they're homebound, please send us their name and information to covidhomebound at msdh.ms.gov. I'm Kelly Bennett. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HighBid.com. HighBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HighBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search and easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And see what everyone is talking about. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, visit our website at msboc.us. Mississippi native and former chief of staff at the EPA, Mandy Ganekasera, is concerned about President Biden's climate agenda and the focus on green energy. You make energy more expensive, which is their plan. A lot of American jobs are going to resurface in manufacturing operations overseas in countries like India and China and the like. During his address to Congress, President Biden maintained that addressing climate change could create millions of American jobs. A 61-year-old former officer from the Delta is in jail for molestation. Police in Leland say Leon Hicks was arrested last week and charged with felony child molestation for an alleged off-duty incident involving a child younger than 16. The incidents of abuse allegedly occurred at his home in Leland. Hicks is being held without bond in Washington County. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Thank you. 
Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your neighborhood Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey. On the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack, you can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda's been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire and Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASC certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Centers offers lube oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course tires, just like Kenda. Designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Centers supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show with guest host Gerard Gibbert. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Welcome to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi in the studio. Our usual guest, Adam Butler, wildlife biologist. Also, Chris Reed, law enforcement. And joining us today, John Grucci, private lands coordinator. Afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, Gerard. Hey, Gerard. Good All right. To be here. Glad to have you all. So, turkey season. Over. Yeah, it's nothing. Done. It's over. It's all I'm over. putting it behind me. I'm moving on. Pull out the violin. She can't be disappointed anymore. <laughs> I'm putting it behind me and I'm moving on. You no. know, Gerard, you're not a turkey hunter, so I no. got to ex- explain. Is, I have to explain this thing to you. Okay. Like you, it, you, you put so much. It's it's like the one thing. It's emotional highs, okay, and like super deep lows. You know, it it it's hard. That to sounds explain. like my business career. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Well, I heard, I heard uh, Cuz Strickland, famous uh, Mississippian, you know, okay. with mossy oak, and, yeah. uh, you know, real renowned with turkey hunting and all. He he said, you know, if you if you went into a room full of people who have never turkey hunted and tried to explain it to them, like there's no way to explain it without them looking at you like you're <laughs> a loon or something. Yeah, like we're looking at you. Yeah, but right you know, now. it's over. It's over. Um, but it'll be back quick. Yeah. So our no you know our season our uh, the game check numbers were down this year we we ended up finishing about uh 25 percent or so below what our reported harvest had been the last couple of years so is that uh surprising um not surprising it's it was i think surprising that it was that much yeah you know um a lot of the turkey harvest and how many turkeys we take is dependent upon how good the turkey hatch is usually Mm -hmm. two years prior there's a little bit of a lag time, and so uh, two years ago, the 2019 hatch, our our survey data from the summer said that wasn't a very good one. So we kind of knew coming into this season it was probably not going to be so it's all the best. Matching up all yeah. this stuff, but I did, you know I wouldn't have thought it would be as far right. down as it was probably. Right. But you know we've had a 
you know, the weather's not been great this spring. It's been yeah, a lot of weekend muddy. washouts. Yeah. yeah. Windy. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Um, side effect. Windy. Well, you know, the behavior of the turkeys is a little bit off usually when it's if it's raining they don't they don't kind of gobble and do their stuff as much and then like if it's really windy it's harder to hear them and find them and stuff like that and so they're not gobbling they're hard to locate they're hard to really any kind of hunting mm-hmm. if it's really windy usually windy it's not, rainy do, i guess duck hunting it's not windy yeah, it wouldn't duck be so bad on ducks but, but yeah like deer and probably yeah. Yeah, like fishing any of that stuff where it's windy and, and rainy and just kind of yeah most folks want to stay inside same with the the animals what uh, what's the population like of turkey in the state? We um, well, we have uh, somewhere in the ballpark of about a quarter million wild turkeys is what we estimate, and that's, that's down a little bit. We you know there's a lot of anxiety in uh, Mississippi and and other southeastern states about turkey populations, and um, you know there's something to it. We we our numbers have trended down for a few years. Um, different parts of the state more so than others and uh you know that that's a a question that keeps me up at night there's probably a lot of things that go into that a lot of reasons for it um but it is a little bit concerning so it's something we got our you know we're keeping our eye on yeah what um this also we got real facts tell us about that that's r-e-e-l yeah um you know we don't have we don't have uh ryan jones here talking about fish fishery stuff today but if you're you know now that we're kind of getting into that time where you know fishing's more on the you know well i guess we're we're already pretty deep into that time where fishing's on the forefront of a lot of people's minds uh our our fisheries guys for state lakes and and stuff have put out uh these uh fact sheets basically on each lake where they have it's pretty neat. It's it's a uh, you know a couple of pages you know for for each one and it shows some of like when they go in and do the uh, the electroshocking stuff. So they got the boat with the you know the big the big like uh, a spider rig, yeah, like that, spider leg looking stuff. Like it's about six or eight. Yeah, so they, they they they're able to shock tentacles. the fish. The <laughs> fish float to the surface, the the Gerard, boat. and they you know the fish aren't hurt. They're just kind of stunned temporarily, and they mm-hmm. measure them, and then they can keep up with scoop them up, how many of this size and how many of that size, and kind of keep an assessment of how the fish populations do. But anyway, they put all that stuff on these real fact sheets. So if you're you know if you've got a, a local lake in your community, you know that you you're, you're that you like and, and want to try or whatever, you can go check those out. There's a lot of good information on those. Mm, cool. So now, that's out. They put that – it, uh, we, we've uh, linked it on uh, our social media and stuff today. So check that out if you're wanting to go fish one of our state lakes. And uh, Ryan has told us, right, that uh, as far as crappie fishing mm-hmm. is concerned, which one of our lakes is the best in the world? Grenada. Grenada Lake, yeah. 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 That's well, what said. The world. what the – you know what the publication said was best in the country, but Ryan corrected. <laughs> he said, and said best, best in, in the world. world. Yeah. yeah. Well, are there crappie in other nations? By the way, are they are they a global? I'm sure they've introduced them. Species. I'm sure they have. That's it. We'll so best to, in the country may yeah, be I, the best. I, in Ryan the world, will be so. back with us next week. We'll okay. have to ask. I don't, I don't. I'm not. I really don't know. Well, that's pretty down with some tough ones. Gerard. <laughs> okay. It's the second best yeah, country in the world. Lake, so Canada's yeah. going to be covered. I'm sure they. Probably, yeah, Canada for sure. Probably yeah. Mexico. Sure. Yeah. Because we're I mean, those things swim. They're probably across the ocean. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> Saltwater might get them. Yeah. Well, we'll see All if right. You were there on that one. <laughs> North Mississippi Fish 
hatchery art contest. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about this before. a little yeah. bit uh, last week, and um, the deadline is uh, the 10th, so that's uh, what is that? That's a week from today. And again, I, man, I, I really can't stress it enough. If you haven't checked this out, if you've got, um, I, I think the ages are up to 12, I think is the, the cutoff, but if you have a, a, a youngster who has some artistic talent and would like to get in that competition, um, do go to our website and check that stuff out because the um, some of the artwork that these kids have done for previous years is really mind-boggling. We've got some very talented youth in our state that can that can do some really uh, beautiful things with uh, Mississippi outdoors and nature and you know. So it's it's all it all has to be nature-based. You know, either you know a landscape sort of scene or fish or wildlife or whatever that are native to Mississippi. But uh, the deadline to get into that is May the tenth. So go to either our social media or our website or whatever uh, if you have a a youngster who has some artistic talent and might would like to try to win that contest. Well. Oh, and what is what are the prizes? It's uh, a good question. I, I'll have to check and see. Um, I, I think it is just recognition, but we do we do use some of that artwork in different uh, media and outlets, so you'll be able okay. to actually kind of get your work out there and seen different places. Very but cool. It's it's pretty impressive what some of them have done in the past. And and so there's information on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, check the website. Wildlife Fisheries yep. Parks. MDWFP.com. Yeah. Awesome. So. Uh, what else do we want to talk about with respect to turkey season? Anything else we ought to know? Um, I, I guess our listeners need to be aware that, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions this year, or the agency's taken a lot of questions about our, our spring season, you know, mm-hmm. how, how long it is and um, the bag limit and things like that. Um, because this was a little bit of an off year, and, and, and like I said a, a minute ago, that you know, we know that in parts of the state our numbers are not as healthy as they were a few years ago. Uh, and because other states are kind of doing the same thing. We, we are very much in the process of looking at our uh, season structure. Uh, I have taken a, a lot of, of phone calls and emails from concerned hunters this year about the spring season uh, mm-hmm. structure. And so we are looking at that. We, we're really kind of in the midst of a couple of different things to look at that. We On some of our wildlife management areas, we changed uh, the season structure a couple of years ago, um, made it a little bit later and a little bit shorter. And we're going to, now that this, this season's over, we're going to be kind of comparing the last couple of years of data on those areas to some areas that did not receive that uh, season structure. So we'll have a, a real-world comparison of, hey, if we if we – make the season a little bit more conservative how does that help or affect things and we also have a, a project going on with mississippi state university right now where we're um that got some really smart people crunching some data for us from from some previous research that we've done to try to give us a guide on hey if we you know what would we what would we expect to have happen if we lowered the bag limit what would we expect to have happen if we shorten the season uh, and I, I feel really strongly that our responsibility as a state wildlife agency is to you know if we're going to alter hunters ability to get in the woods to pursue you know their their passion that we need to be able to demonstrate whether you know those sacrifices will pay off in in better returns down the road more more birds you know more healthier populations that sort of thing so yeah we're very much in the midst of that right now um so i know a lot of folks are concerned and and as i said i've 
uh, taking a lot of those calls and emails this year, but we're we're looking at it. Yeah, we got to take a break, but we've had a lot of listeners that want to expand the season, as you know, that we've talked about. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. All right. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back with more of Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Stay with us. I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. 
Ross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Sammy Hagar bumping us into this segment. Mississippi Outdoors Radio in the studio. Adam Butler, Chris Reed, John Grucci with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. All right, now turkey season is over. You've made that very clear, Adam, at the first segment. (laughs) And so the summer is upon us here. Uh, What can you do to start thinking about next year? Well, that, that's a good Call question. John Grucci. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you're here. Guys. Oh, yeah, man, no. We've got, a, like he said, you know, we've got biologists that are available uh, for private lands consultation, uh, free of charge, you know, employed by the state of Mississippi. So, you know, certainly you can uh, give us a look. You can go on mdwfp.com and, uh, and, and try to make an appointment with a biologist. Um, but one of the biggest things we look at, man, it's a lot of this stuff is seasonal. And this is generally the time of year when we really start to look at timber harvest. Uh, ideally, in a normal year, we would actually be drying out right now, and so you'd be able to have full access of properties and be able to, to get into different places. But a good first step when you're thinking about timber management is going to be to con- consult with a registered forester, you know, somebody that's got those uh, credentials that's uh, able to give you good financial advice. You know, obviously that's a commodity, and you want to make sure you're being responsible with it. But at the same time, uh, timber management is probably the biggest impact uh, habitat management practice for many properties in the state of Mississippi. That is, if you've got a property and you haven't been doing active timber management, simply the act of beginning an active timber management program is probably going to make the most difference on your property of anything you could do. Would you agree, Adam? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, considering, I, I forget the stat right off the top of my head, but the vast majority of Mississippi forested. You know, that's so, right. That's right. So yeah. you're talking about the thing that impacts the most of the landscape. Yeah, eighty percent of the landscape's forested. So we're you know obviously you have the big big swath in the delta that's not uh, super forested, and of course urban areas. But we've got a uh, a lot of forest land in Mississippi, and a lot of wood products that could be uh, could be uh, realized. But uh, again, getting in touch with a, a registered forester and kind of laying all that stuff out and thinking ahead, you don't want to do anything that could limit your options down the road. So if we go in and swing with a big stick and take out a bunch of acreage at one time, sometimes that'll uh, that'll kind of limit your options down the road. If you kind of plan ahead and look at what you want to do on your property, think about your goals and objectives, that's really the best way uh, to act. I guess we ought to like kind of step back and look at the basics. So what if you so. What does timber do for you in terms of wildlife? Sure, man. Translated into how it's helping the critters. Good deal. Yeah, sometimes I get ahead of myself on some of these things. But uh, ideally, you know, in the eastern United States, what we're talking about when we talk about managing wildlife, we're talking about managing, obviously, food and cover. And when you start talking about forest management, you've got to keep in mind you're talking about managing sunlight. So an unmanaged forest is just a closed closet. You know, you don't have sunlight getting in. There's not uh, energy getting to the soil, and we don't grow in plants in that understory. So if you can get sunlight to the ground, uh, you can do – that's kind of the first step in getting a response from that understory vegetation. And that's the food, man. That's the – 
that's the meat and taters for those yeah. deer and deer and turkeys and whatnot. So we've got to get sunlight to the ground so that your soil, uh, you, you know, everybody's got a certain amount of seed in their soil seed bank, uh, natural vegetation. That's uh, pretty much all we need and all we've had for a long, long, long time uh, for managing those critters. And, and from our end of things, you know, doing that timber management is just a, a smart thing to do. What about burning? Burning, yeah, yeah. And, and Butler and I know we're we're big prescribed fire uh, junkies. We we really study fire, kind of students of fire, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, in the southeast, we tend to be most of our forest landscapes, forest cover types, uh, tend to be fire maintained habitats. Obviously, you have these big swaths of bottomland hardwood where fire probably wouldn't have occurred naturally, and of course, we can have uh, wildfires that are very catastrophic. But in general. Uh, in the southeast, we have a lot of what we would call fire-maintained habitats. So our longleaf pine uh, savannas and longleaf pine woodlands would have burned naturally, even without uh, human interference. They would have burned uh, years and years uh, ago and, and on different rotations. Our dry upland hardwood forest or mixed pine hardwood, which would have been the common forest in most of the state, those are fire-maintained forests. And so simply by using those tools those natural tools we have uh at our at our disposal we can do a lot for habitat management and besides that it's just fun right Butler? yeah I, and i think a lot of people don't appreciate you know how different our our woods look today compared to what they would have sure. historically looked like you know, oh yeah that, you know if we were to go back you know 500 years most of Everywhere in Mississippi, except for like like you're saying, like the really wet places, would have burned regularly, either because lightning in the summertime, sure. striking and starting the fires, and nobody was there to put it out, or because the Native Americans, you know, realized sure. that if they set the woods on fire, it makes the game come in, you know. Sure. And so, most all of the woods would have been. You know, it wouldn't have been as thick. It would have been more open. The That's conditions right. would have looked a lot different. And you've got to think, you know, years and years ago, we didn't have so many roads and fences and things like that. Fires catch up. They burn for months, and, and nobody no, nobody uh, really cared a whole lot. So that's where we got these uh, these different uh, different fire regimes, as we would call them, uh, coming into play. But that's, you know, you could really uh, tie yourself in knots overthinking stuff like that. At the end of the day, if you're a private landowner and you have an objective to manage, especially for wild turkey, but... I would say for white-tailed deer, over the last 10 years, we've gotten some really cool uh, information, some research from Mississippi State and other places showing that how important uh, fire is in managing nutrition for white-tailed deer. And so burning in different seasons of the year, for instance, we can burn in uh, June or July and actually reset that vegetation. Think about that lush green vegetation that comes back after a fire. You can do that and intentionally have a pulse of lush green vegetation at a time of year when white-tailed deer, the, the natural vegetation for white-tailed deer would be kind of hardening off and not be as nutritious. Now, Butler, that brings into the question everybody always asks me when I start talking about burning in the summertime, what about those turkey nests? Well, um, it is. It, yeah. It, <laughs> you could end up with some, some with fried eggs, I guess. But, no, um, that, that's always been a big worry with burning, you know, during that time of the year, you know, with turkeys nesting from April through most of June. And there's been really good research all over the South. We did a study here in Mississippi on the Homochitta National Forest, looking at how does burning during the turkey nesting season affect turkeys. And it's very, very minuscule. I think if I remember off the top of my head, out of like 65 nests monitored on Homochitta, only four were touched by fire. And of those four, two of two of them, the hens actually came back. Hmm. And that's kind of been the case. You know, similar studies have been done in, in Georgia and Louisiana and North Carolina and almost anywhere in the South. That's sort of the 
sort of what you see that you know, it, it sounds really bad you've got turkeys out there nesting you're burning during that time of the year oh my gosh but when you actually look at the numbers affected, it's a very yeah. minuscule. I, I think the key is you don't really want to do anything, whether it's burning or timber harvest or anything, to all of your ownership. The key that what we try to do is diversity. You want to have different types of timber out there. You want to have areas that are burned at different types of year, different times of year. And that way you're not putting all your eggs in one basket so they don't all get fried, I guess. Was right. that what, we were, uh, so. what about yeah. the summer? Is that a concern? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the burning in the summer, like we were talking about it. And now it is a concern because it's darn hot. You know, Butler and I uh, have have done our share of burning, uh, toting a drip torch in the summertime. But uh, in general, you know, also we get different responses from the vegetation, I guess, um, different times of the summer. So later in the summer, we tend to get a little better control of some of the hardwood like sweet gum, whereas in the middle of the summer, it might be a little bit variable. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think that's that's you know that's the case the, the the downside i guess not the downside but the tough thing is that you know most prescribed burning people are going to do during the late winter you that's got right. a set of conditions that you know you, you get a fair number of days with those conditions but in the summertime because of the humidity and stuff that we have here you got to have everything kind of just right to pull well, it off and I, I would debate that a little bit i think some of the the burning in the february time frame people do because deer season just got over with and they're anxious <laughs> for you know what's what do I, can i do between now and turkey season that's one thing and two it's because what they did the year before you know everybody kind of falls back on that after getting involved in a lot of summer burning i would say you can do it on a broader range of conditions than we think you can and also when i burn in the winter time and the wind changes it's like oh my gosh this is the end of the world this big fire is moving around but in the summertime when we're at 80 percent humidity and the wind changes it's not a big deal you just got to have a four-wheeler or something because you're not going to walk in 90 degrees uh, mm-hmm. all over a, a burn unit you know you got to you got to think ahead have bottles of water that kind of thing but i really think summer burning is underutilized hmm. i agree interesting yeah. so to our listeners out there who uh, own property they should uh, take heed and take note of this. Yeah, yeah, sure. And like I said, we've got a website. You can get in touch with uh, with a biologist, get somebody on the ground, get a look at the place. Yeah. So a uh, little, little short-term, I guess, inconvenience for long-term <laughs> paint. Uh, gain, sure, sure. Say. And, you know, think about all the money people spend on planting food plots and that type of thing. Um, and, you know, you, you, can, you can get just as good a benefit on something like this with hmm. probably less inputs. Hmm. Absolutely. Very interesting. So I'm a little surprised that the summer is not considered a higher risk. We got a break coming up, but uh, that it's manageable is the point. Yeah, and I and I guess you know probably put the the caveat. It all depends. I mean, certainly you know some sometimes during the summertime we do when we get really really dry. You know we yeah. get burn bands and that sort of thing, and then that's that's you know that's a no go situation. Yeah. So no matter um, what, yeah. If yeah. we're talking about prescribed burning, you always you know if, if you don't know what you're doing. Don't do it and find somebody who does know what they're doing because it is you. something that should yeah. should be taken Very seriously. Very prudent, Adam. I got a little bit ahead of myself there. You you <laughs> reined me back in. Yeah. And, and we do have uh, the Mississippi Forestry Commission is the uh, the advocate for fire and uh, or got the it. regulatory. Agency. We'll take a break. We'll come right back with more of Mississippi Outdoors Radio. Due to 
a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. Understanding your energy usage helps you reduce energy usage and your bill. Entergy's My Advisor dashboard gives you free online tools to help you save power and money. You can check daily spend levels, view current bill projections, and determine where your home uses the most energy. Simply log into your Entergy account online or through the free Entergy app. Start saving today at Entergy.com slash For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pilium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Telemedicine has given healthcare providers in our state another option for patient care, especially during the pandemic. House Speaker Philip Gunn expects the legislature to continue to support measures to expand access. Yeah, I think it's a great technology. I think it's a great way to provide services, and uh, we've been looking for ways to expand that for many, many years, and have actually done that in recent years, passed bills to do that. So, yeah, we're all about doing that and uh, trying to find ways to make make it more accessible to the people who don't necessarily have it in the different regions of the state. The Department of Health is launching a new resource to help vaccinate homebound Mississippians. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs. We will get to every homebound person who wants to be vaccinated. So if you know somebody who wants to get vaccinated and they're homebound, please send us their name and information to covidhomebound at msdh.ms.gov. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Struck. AC and DC, courtesy of Rhino. Thanks for that, Rhino. So each week, as folks know, we feature one of the fantastic state parks across the great state of Mississippi. This week, it's Natchez State Park. Natchez State Park, located just 10 miles north of historic Natchez, the oldest settlement on the Mississippi River. The land was originally inhabited by the Natchez Indians and then followed by the French who colonized the city in 1716. Natchez offers 50 RV campsites and 10 cabins. The park has camping, picnicking, and fishing in the 230-acre lake. Natchez State Park is one of the few state parks that has a wildlife management area adjacent to the park that offers hunting. You can make a reservation by calling 1-800-467-2757 or by calling the park directly at 601-442-2658. Of course, you can purchase an annual state permit uh, permit for $50. That gives you access to all the Mississippi State Parks for a year. That's the Natchez State Park. It's on Wycliffe Road in Natchez, Mississippi. Neil Hayes, the manager. I've never been to that one. You guys been there? Natchez I State have. Park? It's a nice one. It's a good fishing lake. Yeah, yeah 230 acres. Yeah. State record bass. Yeah. I don't know if it's still the state record. It came from was like like 18 Natchez. pounds? Yeah. I can't. I don't know if it's still state record or not, but huge. Yeah. Big bass. Wow, big. Mm-hmm. 230 acres. Good sized lake. Yeah. 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 They have some good. Uh, 
Good fishing down there. Some nice, nice cabins. Uh, pretty, yeah. pretty area of the state, too. Yeah, very cool. All right, summer food plots. It's that time yeah. already. Seems like uh, we were just hunting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a, yeah, Gerard, so I mean, the Mississippi outdoors is a year-round thing. I get I it. I mean, when you're in, you can find something any month of the year to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's way of life. All right, tell us about that. Out. No, well, that's a, that's that's you know kind of the the next step on the thing. We always lead off with timber management, and usually prescribed burning is going to be high off. But supplemental plantings have a place too in in any habitat management program. And so, a lot of deer hunters are probably familiar with doing their winter plots, right? They're going to go out around Labor Day or so, break some ground, and throw their uh, their seed out there, winter wheat or rye grass or something like that, and fertilize it up. And then, generally, for them, that for most folks, I guess that's that's the meat of it that's most of what people are going to do for a food plot playing program mm-hmm. and a few people are going to grow perennial clovers those things like durana or white clover uh different white clovers different red clovers that they'll use those are perennial plants so mm-hmm. they'll come back every year in theory but uh i would say it's probably the least common type of planting that we have is going to be a warm season uh, annual planting. So those are things like people intentionally planting soybeans to feed deer. Uh, I really don't put dove fields, I guess, in this category, but that would be dove fields. You know, you're, this is the time of year and actually you're getting a little close to late for uh, sunflower planting for doves. But, uh, but, you know, primarily I'm thinking about warm season planting for white-tailed deer. And those are going to be things like soybeans, uh, American joint veg, things like that. And the, the reason those plantings can be valuable is because a lot of our, uh, perennial clovers and perennial plants, they actually, in the heat of the summer, they'll really kind of take a beating. You know, they're perennials, so they'll kind of shut down and not grow as much, not make it as much production. Whereas these warm season annuals, again, things like soybeans, really turn it on, and they start growing a lot in June, July, and August. And what's going on that time of year for uh, for white-tailed deer? You know, just think about it. Well, that's the time of year when we've got fawns being dropped and the, the does are lactating. You've got bucks growing antlers. And so we want to provide the most nutrition we can that time of year. Uh, same thing with uh, with uh, turkeys, right, Adam? You've got turkeys that time of year in the summer. What are they what are they got the little ones out there. Yeah, trying Real to important. Yeah, yep. we, we've uh, we've gotten through laying. Now they're trying to build feathers and things like that, and yep. a lot of growth, need high protein debt, and of course a lot of that's coming from bugs. But we're making good substrate for bugs when we put some of those summer plantings out there. And what about mowing the food plots? What's the thought there? Yeah, yeah. So the a lot of people, you know, that time of year, if they did do a perennial plot, a whole lot of people are going to usually, you know, when you start talking about maintaining a perennial plot, most people know that you're going to have to come in and do some summer fertilization um, and probably do some weed control. So a whole lot of folks, uh, I guess the common weed control, I would say, throughout most of Mississippi is going to be clipping those plots. And if you talk to folks, most of them are going to wait till they believe the turkeys are done brood rearing, then they're going to come in and try to mow. Um, and actually, we've just got some new data that's come out of Tennessee, and, and we've been looking at some of this stuff as well with Mississippi State. Uh, it's not actually as beneficial for the plants or the deer to even mow through the summer. Now, i, I got to admit, I would have a hard time not bush hogging not even one time throughout the whole summer. I think maybe late summer I'd have to come in and knock the tops off of some of the weeds. But in general, your best method of weed control is going to be using selective herbicides to manage those plots. And so we're using things like grass-selective herbicides like clethodim, or uh, or sometimes we'll use broadleaf pre-emerge uh, herbicides like imazethapir, 
things like that. And you can talk to, again, we've got biologists available to do some technical guidance, and we can make some recommendations on weed control. But in general, the best way to make those plantings persist, those perennial plantings, is going to be to use herbicides for weed control and fertilize them in the in the spring and the fall and try to get the, the most you can. And I've seen some of these plants, some of these perennial plantings hold on for 15 years. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It just depends. If we catch a bad August drought, you know that'll burn anything up. Yeah. But uh, if you if you can play it right and have healthy plots, and we've been lucky the last few summers, we haven't really had a, yeah. a dry summer in a few years. It's been phenomenal. Like we're way yeah. way off on our dry, wet dry cycle, you know, so to speak. We had a little bit of drought uh, two Octobers ago. If you remember, there was mm-hmm. a, a burn ban there in, in October of I think mm-hmm. nineteen. That was the last dry spell we've had in a long time. And so hmm. that's that's really, you know, the folks in the Delta are saying, tell me about it. But uh, hmm. the reality is, you know, that's that's got positive benefits for white-tailed deer and for, for wild turkeys as well. What else can folks do in the summer? Yeah, well, and so uh, there's a couple of things. Obviously, we're looking at uh, that time of year besides just – uh, I guess planting supplemental plots. One of the things people always ask us about is mineral supplementation. They'll mm-hmm. always say, "Look, uh, I want to put out some dicalcium phosphate or some trace mineral, or I want to put out one of these trophy rocks." There's a uh, a vendor that sells a you know a, a, a rock of salt, I guess, that uh, for deer to lick. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the 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 funny thing, I guess, with mineral supplementation, as popular as it tends to be, we don't see a whole lot of evidence of direct benefits. So in general, we don't tend to really push those. Of course, there's no harm to it necessarily to put out a little bit this time of year. And you will see use. You know, deer will wallow out a hole. If you can uh, put them, you know, obviously when we're not in a CWD management zone, you can place those minerals directly on the ground and the deer will come in and and lick a big hole in the dirt. I've actually seen people put them on uh, blocks of firewood, you know, doty wood, Mm -hmm. and the deer will come in and eat the eat the doty wood that's got the the salt all in it but at the end of the day we don't see a whole lot of direct biological benefits from that now again not hurting anything uh we tend to recommend that people put their resources in other places like doing those summer food plots or maybe so somebody's looking to do uh, you're not necessarily going to plant your summer food plot right now are you i absolutely or would you do it in the fall Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So we're going to plant things this time of year like soybeans. Okay. We're going to plant things this this time of year like American joint veg. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will mix two or three crops to kind of hedge your bets right. in case we get a failure or we get uh, you know some type of bug problem or something like that. So they'll hedge their bets. And, and for those of you, too, the other thing I mentioned, dove fields, usually we consider May 15th to be kind of the cutoff for sunflowers. So those of you that have wet fields, you can't get in before May 15th to put the sunflowers in. You might ought to start looking towards a different crop. Uh, we've got a little quicker maturity date out of some of the uh, sorghum, some of the milos. But, you know, if we get any later on into June and all, you're really looking at brown top millet or uh, some other some other options. Uh, a listener says joint veg. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. And um, iron and clay peas are best. Yeah. And fertilizing honeysuckle and Budaberry or easy Be- beautyberry, yeah, beautyberry. American beautyberry. Okay. So that's a good. So the first two points, definitely, man. Iron clay cow peas are one of the cheapest forages on a per pound basis. So they're no. I, I bought some the other day. They're ninety cents a pound, and you can put them out, and they'll grow ten thousand pounds of forage. Really, uh, commonly grow four thousand pounds of forage to the acre. It's wow. ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, so you know they can make a lot. American joint vetch is a good one because it's so browse resistant. So everybody's familiar with soybeans when they pop up out of the ground. Yeah. A deer nips the top. I was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Joint vetch will, will persist against heavy use for a long time, so that's a good forage. The other thing that was mentioned was fertilizing native vegetation. 
We don't always recommend that for a lot of reasons. One thing, and I didn't mention this in the food plot discussion, but we tend to soil test and apply uh, soil amendments based on that soil test. And from a honeysuckle or other native vegetation standpoint, we just don't have any data that would support you know what how much fertilizer even to put out so most people are just kind of putting out x amount of triple 13 or whatever gotcha. and we just don't know enough about it but uh, uh we're not saying that doesn't necessarily work in certain you know every now and then so it may work actually what they've shown it doesn't actually improve necessarily the pro- the protein and all that but it makes bigger production so uh, you actually can grow taller plants uh, uh, you know it just has uh, to do with how the plant and allocates and, nutrients and so to come you know, to, to make sense, yeah. glean off of that, you'd have to grow taller deer. Yeah, taller deer. Right. Because yeah. they no. can't reach them. <laughs> well, it could so be high. beneficial where you've got to cover them. We'll take a break right here. i got a couple of questions on the C Spire text line when we come back for you gentlemen. Thanks so yeah. much. Mississippi Outdoors Radio continues on the JT Show. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Moving through your day, a slight chance of rain with partly sunny conditions, high near 89. Tonight, slight chance of rain, low around 72. Your Tuesday, a possibility of severe weather, showers and thunderstorms, high near 84. For your Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 76. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save on boat, RV, and motorcycle batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. 
We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Thanks. I want to talk about what Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is. We serve as the largest general farm organization in Mississippi with more than 170,000 member families. We're here to solve problems for our Mississippi farmers so they can have a better life and make a better living. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Today here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio, thanks to uh, Rhino, appreciate that. So uh, we, I had a question. Where was it earlier that uh, about the land? Yeah, CRP, yeah. Yeah, tell um, tell us about that. I, yeah. I'm looking for the question from the from the listener, but you guys, yeah, know. yeah. I think yeah. the question was essentially a landowner that has uh, some land that was in C- yeah, Sheila in yeah. excuse me, Stan in Ripley, Pardon Stan in Ripley. Stan oh, Ripley. Yeah, that's yeah. not far. That's, uh, all the way up on near, near Tennessee. Way up there, I, I came yeah. from there this morning, not gotcha. far. Woo. So uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. They had some land that was in CRP. That's the Conservation Reserve Program. So essentially, that land used to be in agriculture, and it was uh, retired from agriculture and planted to pine trees. There are a lot of different programs, but the most popular one probably in all of Mississippi was to plant that land in pine trees. And the question was that he was looking to do some thinning or some uh, some timber management and had heard that pine prices were way down. And of course as always that's a that we have to answer every biologist if you ever talk to them if they if they're if they're savvy they'll answer every question with well it depends, right? And so uh, this is one of those, well, it depends, and it depends on a lot of things. It depends on what product you have to sell. So are we uh, selling pulpwood? Are we selling saw logs, chip and saw, those types of things? But at the end of the day, pine pulpwood, that specific product, is pretty far down off of its, we'll say, 10-year average. It's been down for probably the last five years. And a big part of that is, of course, you know, the demand for paper and paper products has is, is not been where it was. And we also have a huge supply. So there are a ton of acres p- planted to 
pulpwood sized products wow. in Mississippi right now. Hmm. So uh, you know their vendors aren't or the the mills aren't really fighting over pulpwood, and so as usual, that's going to be a tough a tough sell. Now, I want to make this point while we're talking about it. Don't get hung up on the price when you're starting to talk about moving pulpwood, and that's because the pulpwood is just an intermediate product. We're thinning the woods at that point. Think about it like weeding a garden. We're trying to get down to the good trees or our crop trees that we want to have at the end of the rotation because at the end of that 35-year pine plantation rotation, that's where you want to make your money. So when saw logs are down, that's a little bit of a concern. That's when we want to start looking at economics and and talking to loggers and really, really working through things. But when we've got a pulpwood, kind of a downtime with pulpwood, you don't need to get hung up on that, is my opinion. But, of course, always I would consult with a registered forester, and every situation is kind of unique, so be be aware of that. I'm just talking in generality. Yeah, I appreciate that. Another uh, listener, Ricky and Jackson, wants to know where is a good place to buy the grass you were talking about for the plots. Sure, yeah. Most co-ops are actually going to sell cowpeas. So the, the most economical kind of entry level tends to be cowpeas for a summer food plot. And I would actually recommend starting out, you know, if you haven't done a summer food plot very often, I would recommend starting with cowpeas. They're pretty straightforward. A lot of people now are doing those uh, large lad soybeans and those, um, the oh, what do they call the the forage soybeans, essentially. But uh, those forage soybeans are pretty expensive, and so I don't know if you want to come out of the gate playing with those. But once you get to be a little seasoned at that, you can move to a forage soybean. And you can buy those at most any co-op. American Joint Venture is a little harder to find. I actually had a hard time finding some. I just bought some. It's also pretty salty, so you got to kind of be prepared for that sticker shock on some of those forage plantings. It just depends. i got a question here uh, for the major and then uh, one more about food plots. So this is Shaford in Canton. Is somebody okay. you know? I don't know. He will we'll have to listen to the wants question. Wants to know if uh, are Skittles okay to snack on while hunting white-tailed deer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like a story there. Well, I don't. I don't know anything about Skittles. I've had luck with M and M's, peanut M and M's. So throw really. the Skittles really? away and buy peanut M and M's. About that? It sounds like it sounds like a story there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking exactly. Inside inside deal, huh? I don't know anything of what you speak. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another question. I have an issue with wild onions in my winter food plots. Is there any herbicide or other solution? Yeah, there's actually a couple of herbicides, but I would say you don't really have to worry much about wild onions robbing your production. If you break that ground and move to a different crop, rotate your crop is what I would say, and that's going to be your most economical. Gotcha. All right, Adam, tell us about Mississippi Outdoors TV. Uh, This week, so going to – if you're – you know, feels a little bit like summertime out there. You know, so if you're if you're jonesing a little bit for some cooler fall weather, we got some fall type hunts on there. So we're going to have a youth deer hunt at Cane Mount Wildlife Management Area, and then a veteran squirrel hunt. So that will be Thursday night at 7:30 on Mississippi Public Broadcasting, and then the show re-airs Saturdays at 5:30. And if you miss it, you can catch it on. Um, our YouTube page or our social media or any of those places. A couple of minutes left. What else you guys got? Well, I don't know. It's 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 if you're if you're a outdoorsman, if you're a hunter, it's we're hitting that kind of dead time of the year. Fishing. You got fishing. You got fishing. Go to the state parks. By the way, somebody asked me why we didn't feature the uh, Percy Quinn State Park. We've done that before, I think. Oh yeah. We yeah. we roll through yeah. uh, you just gotta keep listening. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll it's, do it. We, we asked Miss Janice. Yeah, we asked Miss Janice in the office right. to put the park things together. So she does she, a phenomenal job with It's that. beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Mississippi Outdoors Radio comes to a close here on the JT Show. Appreciate you gentlemen joining us today. Rhino and I will be with you tomorrow. Join us at 10 o'clock. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.